I feel like we kind of agreed on like the two games that are the most intriguing to us just from a, a football perspective, because there's always a betting aspect in the football perspective with it too. Sure. But they're two very different ones. Like the Chiefs Bengals game for me. Chiefs are two and a half point road favorites in that one. But that's two of the most potent offenses in the NFL. That totals over Bet MGM right now is at 52 and a half. That you expect a lot of points. You expect a lot of fun in that game. Then you also got on the other side of things the debut, and I guess you can call it the return of Deshaun Watson, where the, the Browns are seven point favorites heading down into Houston. I I was leaning to I was leaning to staying away from the game actually just because of all the emotion involved. But I now think I am going to actually take Houston plus seven. I think I'm going to take Houston. I might even take Houston money line in that, Should. just because they're one of those teams that has nothing to lose in that. And I, I, I really, I really think Deshaun Watson after a year and a half is not only going to be rusty, but he's going to mentally, he's going to have to deal with a lot in that game from the fans, probably from what players are saying to him. And after a year and a half of being rusty, if he looks shaky early, that's going to rattle his confidence. Nick, you remember how I gave you the Colts over the Chiefs earlier yes, in the year? That's, you did. That's, that's going to be that game. I, so I have to respect you on that now because you used that comparison. Because I remember when you said that to me and I was like, you're out of your mind. Cam said, and you, were right. you know, people thought I was crazy. I, we did. I had a feeling about the Colts. I got a feeling about the Texans. But at least this time you can kind of see where I'm coming from. Yeah. The QB revenge yep. games. Plus, you got to think about Cleveland, Nick. They just beat Tom Brady in overtime. Yep. They're riding at such a high right now. They're getting their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back. They're going against the worst team in football. They're feeling great. But there's one thing we know about Houston. They're going to continue to play hard. They're going to continue to fight. And they also have a schematical advantage with the fact that they run the ball well and Cleveland can't stop the run. You're getting this at the key number of seven. The only thing, Nick, you know the Browns are going to be a big-time public bet this week. A lot of people are going to love the Browns. So does this go to seven and a half? That's, how big does that number have to get for you no longer to want to bet that? Uh, I mean, I still like Houston at six and a half, yeah. which is saying a lot. Yeah. The fact that I would take it at six and a half, uh, but I would just take the seven just because it's a key number. Mm-hmm. If it goes to seven and a half, then, you know, you're just going to have to swallow that. But I mean, even if you take a seven, you still push if it's a seven, which is obviously better than losing a bet. I, I think this only goes up, though. I don't think this goes to six and a half. I think this, if it's going to move, I think it goes to seven and a half, would be my guess. I Yeah, that, that game is fascinating on so many levels there. And, you know, again, we're, you're putting it from the football perspective, and that's all that it, there is, because there's a whole other aspect with Deshaun Watson that just, at this point, it's a conversation it's not had on this show, and it's kind of in the past, I guess, you know, at this point. I the Packers are four-point road favorites Ugh. at Chicago. Yeah, Packers, road, and favorites are three words. I just can't get behind. And with Aaron Rodgers, he said on the Pat McAfee show that he should be good to go. I guess the x-rays were good on his ribs, and you know he had the thumb injury already to deal with. I would love to see Jordan Love start that game. I would, I would love to see what he can actually do starting a game. Unintended. You would yeah. love. I would love you to see love. love, love to I see would love, love, love to see love. <laughs> there is so much love. I would do. I would like to. He re, he looked pretty good when he came he in did. the game. He looked good. Nick, at this well, point. Well, it helps when Christian Watson gets you a 63-yard yeah, touchdown, that, that, too. By the way, that was I hit three of my four touchdown props in that game. I could not believe it. That's Once Christian good. Watson did that, and I, I, Watson in fantasy too, because I lost because I had to pick him up off waivers because Cooper Cup got hurt. I had to replace Cooper Cup, and I was like, "Well, Christian Watson it was when he had three touchdowns. When he had that three touchdown Some breakout he's game, had like six in his last." I, pick, I was like, "Okay, momentum, chemistry. I think." I, and then Cooper Cup's hurt, and I'm like, "Okay," and here we go. He's what? leading all NFC receivers in touchdowns now. Watson's been he's been great. 
if you're the Packers too, like at this point, what's the motivation to play Aaron Rodgers? You're not going to the playoffs. The season's over. You use this number one pick on Jordan Love because you thought he was going to be the future when Rodgers is gone. Well, now's your chance. But See yet the future keeps getting prolonged. It they're paying does. $50 million a year I to kick know. the can down the road. And at some point, they're going to have to figure out what Jordan Love's future is. Right. Look, it makes sense, but there's a difference between what they should do and, and what, what they, they will, will do. do. And course. that's what we know. Because one, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to let them sit him for the rest of the year. No. That's not happening. Unless they get to the point where they're really tired of him. Because if you remember, years ago when Brett Favre retired and then came back for like the fourth time. But it was actually the time when Aaron Rodgers was finally taking over. They basically told him, pound sand. We don't want you back here. Like they really, remember it was just, they, and then they traded him to the Jets. So this could, if if the Packers are truly done with Aaron Rodgers, then you just say, we're not playing you. The worst he's going to do is complain about it on his interview every week with Pat McAfee, or then say something in the media or whatever the case is, and then you move on at the end of the season because it's basically one-year $50 million contracts for that deal. So they can get out after every year. But you have to do that knowing the S-storm that it's going to cause. But but that's the smart thing to do at this point. Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson. None of us thought it would turn out the way it did, but they knew something. And that's the whole key, Nick. Like, the Packers know Rodgers a lot better than we do. They know if he still has some years left in him. They They know if Love's their guy moving forward. As for betting this game, I don't know how you can. Because we talk about Rodgers, like, what's the deal with Fields in this game? If you're the Bears, are you going to risk Fields going out there? You finally found your franchise quarterback. You know, you're not going to win many games even with him still in there because your team's just not ready to win yet. I, I just, I don't want to bet this game because Rodgers says he's he wants to play. He says he probably will play. Will he? We don't know. Chicago, is Fields going to play? We don't know. It, you know, it's just, it's not a game I can bet until Sunday at like 1230 Eastern time when we know who the inactives are and who start. You know, I'd be curious to see once they actually get player props set up, what the what they look like for Aaron Rodgers. Like, do they put them lower because he's hurt? Do we do they just not have anything on the board until we really know his 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 status? Yeah. I mean, if you look like it, his last five games, he's only averaging 217 yards passing. Now, obviously he missed some time in the last game, so there's there's that skewed the numbers a little bit here. But I'd be curious to see what that number will open at. It's a good question. Yeah, I know. It's, and, you know, they're going to obviously take into account the injury. They're going to take into account that there's a chance he might not make it through four quarters. They're probably going to lean on the run game. I just, I don't want any part of this game until I know. Plus, it's Chicago in December. So you also got to see the weather report, too, right? Right. I mean, right. You, you never know what that's going to look like as well. Complete, of all the games on this slate, Nick, I think that's my least favorite one. Yeah. Just because of all the, un- I have absolutely zero feel on that game. And Aaron Rodgers is just the center of all of the confusion because that dictates so many other things. Of course. Now, there's a chance they're going to run the football a ton anyway. So you may look at A.J. Dillon props and Aaron Jones props and say, okay, like maybe that's the direction you want to go. I will say this. I don't know what it'll open at, but jump on Christian Watson and getting it in the end zone again because it's probably happening. Probably will. If there's but, one guy to score, it's probably going to be him. And it, it, it is amazing. He was the face of all of their problems in terms of the receiving situation at the beginning of the year with that dropped wide open pass week one, and now he's got six touchdown catches. It's unbelievable. It can turn around really, really quick. So the two games uh, that I'm looking at that I would bet right now, I like the Jets at plus three against the Vikings. That's another game. I'm not sure where the line's going to go. I can see it going to three and a half. 
if that's the case and we get the hook with the Jets, my favorite bet of the week, I still really, really like it at three. I've already betted at three just because I want the key number in case it goes to two and a half. Um, but I think it could go to three and a half and I probably bet it again. And then Washington, I, the lines move from one and a half to two and a half. Vegas is telling you Washington's the side here. Take it under the field goal because it's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be a three, four, six, seven point game. It's going to be one score. So I like getting under the field goal with Washington minus two and a half as well. Jets and the commanders, as I look at the current lines right now and the Texans, those are probably the three spreads that I currently like the most. I also don't hate just playing the commanders on the money line, minus 135. For everybody who has BetMGM accounts, you know they come out with like some boosts where you can bring like a minus 135 all the way down to like plus mm-hmm. money sometimes. I'd recommend using the commanders on that game this week because they're going to win the game. That line is telling you that they're going to win the game. We talked about it. When you get to this point in the season, the lines are so sharp at this point. You have so much analysis and data that you really, you really can, Vegas can t- pretty much tell you how the game's going to go. And of all the lines on the board, this one is telling me that the commanders, uh, and look, it's the commanders, Nick. We know that. They're, they they yeah. can screw it up. But no, sh- not anymore. Now game. they're back. Now with Heineken. Didn't you see the Sean Taylor statue? I mean, oh, wait, no, that was actually a joke. That was oh, absolutely embarrassing. That I, was. It was like somebody's kid made a project, made that for a project in school. And they were like, this is this is my pro- It's I'm going to take my Sean Taylor jersey, and I'm going to take coat hangers, and I'm going to make arms out of it, and that's going to be how we honor Sean Taylor. I- it was people were taking photos of it. I'm like, what yeah, because it was a, a joke. Photo of I'm like, you see that at Dick Sporting Goods walking through the it's door. Literally what it, was, it, was a, it was a it was a it was a wire mannequin. Yeah, I, that organization. I, and you know what? Give that team credit and give Ron Rivera credit because they have been able to block out all of the distractions. Very good point. There's a lot of distractions around that team again, and yeah. they are focused on football, and they're seven and five right now, and two and a half point road favorites going into MetLife, and that is, that's a really big deal. That's why it's a, it's shocking for me to see that. It's also weird to see, if I told you at the beginning of the year, that you would see the Seahawks as a touchdown favorite against the Rams. You ain't You kidding. would laugh. But yeah. here's the thing. Seattle's failed to cover and has lost their last two games. They are. I, that's a yeah, big number, I, even for that. I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Rams. I know the Rams have looked bad. Although we're not going to Matt Stafford, though, are they? Matt, is Matt Stafford still out? Uh, that That's what this line that's, is telling That's me. what it's telling you. So I guess that's probably the only reason why I would... If you think that Matt Stafford is going to play, you jump on that. You jump oh, on the Rams easily. there. Nick, here's what this spread's telling me, right? So if you flipped it, if this game was in Seattle, you give two points for a neutral site. So the seven and a half would go to like nine and a half, ten. And then Seattle home field advantage, two and a half, three points. You're telling me that even without Stafford, the Seahawks would be 13 point favorites at home when the Chiefs were just 15 and a half. How does that make any it just, sense? It just feels like too big of a number for too me. Too big of a number. But that's got to be anticipating Matt Stafford still being out. But we haven't heard that. And that's why I'm kind of like. Right. But this number is probably telling me that he's out. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. And if that's the case, again, if you just compare it to the Chiefs game last week, I think there's value here on the Rams. I think the books know that people are so down on the Rams right now. And even though Seattle lost last week, again, they scored 34 points. Their offense is still rolling. And that defense has been feasting on really bad offenses like the Rams have been, obviously, this season. But yeah, Nick, in a divisional matchup, even though the Rams are done, Aaron Donald's banged up, he might not even play too. I, I can't lay seven and a half on the road with Seattle. 
Can't do that it's, in a divisional game. It's no just, chance. It's it's a weird year in the NFL. Yeah, it it, it really <laughs> I really know. look. I thought the Rams were going to be a team that took a step back, just given the fact that they're really top heavy with talent, but not a lot of depth. Any injuries would cause a problem. I didn't expect them to be this bad. I did not expect the Rams to look like a team that. I, I mean, this team won the Super Bowl last year. I know. They did, and they really didn't lose a lot. No. Odell was really the only guy. And there were some guys here and there, like they had their old lineman, Andrew Whitworth, retire. They had some guys on defense move on. But obviously all the key guys are still there. Just uh, Allen Robinson did not work out for them at wide receiver. The running back situation, everything that's happened with Cam Akers, the rift there between him and McVay, mm-hmm. they haven't gotten that going. And then the O-line, as we know, has just been horrendous. I, I, I mean, I would argue the Rams are the biggest disappointment in the NFL behind even ahead of Tampa and Tampa has been a mess too, but you're the defending Super Bowl champions. 